Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saying, Lord. She suppose here comes the preaching and the wheel begin to flow. They cry out men and brethren, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. I, 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 I spoke about a prophet Joe. living in those days when he's pouring out his spirit that was timothy spells leading us into the this the tell it like it is radio broadcast every sunday night 806 to 906 mountain time broadcasting live from dickinson north dakota pastor bob is the pastor of the new life pentecostal church here and we are a church that believes in the acts 238 message 
of repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus, working together with repentance for the remission of sins, and that the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, is still being poured out today, and it's God's will for you to have it. And I believe that, and I believe that uh, that's what being born again of the water and the Spirit is all about. Glad to have you with us. I've got people texting me already tonight. haven't even given out the text number yet, but it's good to have Brother Rose, who lately has been winning as the first texter. He texts me a lot of times at 7.30 or 7.40, even before I'm down here at the studio, he'll text me. Good to have Brother Rose from Kentucky listening. We've got Brother Griffith from Great Falls listening. We've got uh, Nathaniel Burling listening. Nathaniel, hello to you. And we've got uh, the Stegners listening um, in Bowman. And so we've got people texting already. You can text tonight, 701-290-7862. You can text uh, questions, comments. You can tell me what a great preacher I am. (laughs) I'm just teasing. Uh, And you can, even if you uh, disagree with me, please text me questions. Just be nice about it. This is a um, a broadcast that it comes live out of a local AM radio station every Sunday night in Dickinson, North Dakota, and we are being picked up by their website, which is also being picked up by Holy Ghost Radio Channel Two. We've got some um, we've got some Simons is listening, relatives of mine. Abe, if you're a um, historian of the Tell It Like It Is radio show, you'll remember that Abe Simons used to run the the uh, engineering department here and he now is married and so he doesn't come in anymore but we are um, hoping he comes in so we can download some more podcasts to um, to the Holy Ghost radio we they podcast these programs and even play them I heard on Mondays now is that true and uh, and you can also click on them and listen <laughs> brother Farron said I'm a great preacher that's <laughs> What about fishing for a compliment? I was doing that. Uh, we've got Caleb listening tonight, and so just um, starting to light up here. 701-290-7862. 701-290-7862. I brought a, a guitar into the studio. I feel like singing something. Let's see, what should I sing? I don't, you know, I got I got a couple songs I was thinking about, but this is not one of them. That's the sad thing about live radio. You you uh, you just come up with these ideas, and then all of a sudden you think, well, can I remember the words to this song? This is a song I like. I didn't write this one, but I, I really like it. And uh, who's God going to use? He could use a princess. He could use a baby. He could use a donkey. Balaam, he had a donkey who was gentle and true and kind. And the donkey saw an angel with a sword So he slipped old Balaam past him Well, he done it three times Balaam got so mad he beat the donkey So the Lord Well, he gave the donkey language And the donkey plainly brayed There's an angel about to strike you on the path Balaam's eyes were opened Realized he'd been saved By a donkey from the angel Of God's wrath 
then a princess pulled a baby out of the water. He was hidden in the rushes, sleeping in a basket made of reeds. And you never know who God is gonna use a princess or a baby, or maybe even you or me. Esther, she was a beauty who was pleasing to a man. And the man that she was a pleasing was a king. But her people's lives were threatened by some wicked men's plans. She didn't know how the Lord was gonna intervene. But Mordecai, her uncle, he was honest, but he was smart. And he knew that Esther's beauty was a gift. He said, maybe you could cook some supper. Maybe you could change a king's heart. Who knows what you came into the world for such a time as this. And a princess pulled a baby out of the water. He was hidden in the rushes. Sleeping in a basket made of reeds. And you never know who God is going to use. A princess or a baby. Or maybe Pastor Bob, or you, or me. <laughs> All right, tell it like it is, show Pastor Bob here. And uh, maybe I can even do better than that later. The um, Tonight I want to talk to you about, and here again, you can text me, 701-290-7862. And um, text me tonight. Title of this program is Do You Know Better? Do You Know Better? John fifteen twenty. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. Boy, all kinds of people texting me now. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not sinned, but now they have no cloak for their sin. And I want to just talk a little bit about this verse, especially verse 22. You know, um, let's see, where. Let me, let me read you a story. The light turned yellow just in front of him. He did the right thing. The light turned yellow just in front of him. He did the right thing, stopping at the crosswalk, even though he could have beaten the red light by accelerating through the intersection. The tailgating woman was furious and honked her horn, screaming in frustration as she missed her chance to get through the intersection, dropping her cell phone and makeup. And she was still in mid-rant when she heard a tap on her window and looked up into a face of a very serious police officer. The officer ordered her to exit her car with her hands up. He, he took her to the police station where she was searched, fingerprinted, photographed, placed in a holding cell. After a couple of hours, the policeman approached the cell and opened the door. She was escorted back to the booking desk where the arresting officer was waiting with her personal effects. He said, I'm very sorry for this mistake. You see, I pulled up behind your car while you were blowing your horn, flipping off the guy in front of you and cussing a blue streak at him. I noticed the What Would Jesus Do bumper sticker, the Choose Life license plate holder, the Follow Me to Sunday School bumper sticker, and the chrome-plated Christian fish emblem on the trunk. 
So naturally, I assumed you had stolen the car. (laughs) Oh, well. Um, Do you know better? Let me say that um, we, there are people that don't know any better. They really don't. Uh, There were things, uh, there are things in my life where I didn't know any better. When I first started in the siding business, I did some some things with electricity on houses that I hope the houses didn't burn down later. I know better now. I know I know something about wiring now, but back then I didn't. And hopefully nobody's listening to me from back then. Um, you know, being ignorant of the law when it comes to not seeing the speeding sign the, or the mile per hour sign, that will not get you out of a ticket. Ignorance of the law doesn't get you out of it. It does make you feel better, and it makes more sense when the officer's talking to you. But do you know better? Now, there are people that don't know better about the things of God. Uh, They really don't. They don't understand. They've never cracked open a Bible. They don't know anything. They've never really been around anybody that knows anything, and they don't know any better. Jesus talked about people like this in Luke chapter 12, verses 47 and 48. He said, And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with a few stripes. For under whosoever much is given of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him they will ask the more. That's true even with children or Employees, when they don't know anything, you don't expect as much out of them. The, um, hey, Brother Griffith, I'm getting to that scripture. He texted me a scripture, and this time I, I even had it. But, so, there are people that don't know any better. But here's my question, my first of several questions tonight. If you don't know any better when it comes to the things of God, aren't you wanting to know what God thinks? What God expects. You know, this this concept that ignorance is bliss doesn't wash when it comes to God. Because I believe that God is looking for people that are looking for Him. I believe His Spirit is attracted magnetically, not magnetically, but it's there's a, a attraction to the seeker. In fact, God is also a seeker. He's a searcher. His eyes run to and fro throughout the earth looking for people that are looking for him, looking for people that want to know his truth. So sticking your head in the sand, like people say ostriches do when the lion's coming, they don't, but but it, it, is, it is a good illustration, even though ostriches don't really have a lot to be afraid of by many things. They can kick a lion to death sometimes. but And they can outrun most of their predators. But this concept that I don't know something and I don't know how to be saved, so I'll be okay, that God won't be able to judge me, that's not true. The psalmist David said in Psalm 19 and verse 7, The law of the Lord is perfect 
converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them, by these, by the word of God, is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. And so, how is God's servant warned? Where is this great reward? It's through keeping God's truth, His Word, His commandments. And then David said, Who can understand His errors? And the way it's worded, nobody really can. And then he said, Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Secret faults are certainly talking about faults that we don't even see ourselves. That's why in the book of Jeremiah, and I know I quote it a lot, but Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who could know it? But the Lord says, He searches the heart. I try the reins, even to give to every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. And so our heart is really deceitful. And so... We, many times, do not know the truth of God because our own heart is lying to us and we won't take the time to find out what God thinks. What blinds us to the things about ourselves that may be obvious to others around us? Like, I know people, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking of somebody right now, and that's got everybody nervous. That this particular person, um, she, everybody around her knows that she's very opinionated. And she's really bossy. But I don't believe that she knows it. Do we really want to know the way that we really appear to others? Or are you saying, I don't care how I appear to others? Well, you better care how you appear to others. Because the way you appear to others is very close to who you are. And the way you appear to God is extremely, that is who you are. What you think about yourself has nothing to do with who you are. That's why, and I've said it, and and I say it in our church all the time, probably I've said it on the radio a lot, that you don't know yourself very well. Others know you better than you know yourself. People close to you know you better than you know yourself, and God knows you better than anyone. Are we interested? Do we really want to know the way we appear to others and to God? You know, we sometimes people think they're really something. You know, they really think they, you know, they really think they're good. Many times people think they're really good. But they may not be good at all. Years ago, uh, there was a chaplain down at the New England Women's Prison. And he was there for many years and he was a friend of mine. 
And we knew each other and, and got along really well. And this chaplain was asked, and I believe it was a newspaper article, and I don't know if it was the Bismarck Tribune or the Dickinson Press, and it's been many years ago. But the women's prison had just started up in New England, and this chaplain was asked, they said, I, I bet the holidays are really hard for these women down here, many of them being away from their children. And this chaplain was quoted saying something like this that was so um, insightful and so, um, you know, if people were listening, it could really tell them a lot about themselves. And this is what he said, something like this. The main crime at the women's prison is probation violation. And so these women that are here, many of them have chosen to be away from their children. And so, yes, even though it is a hard time for them, they chose this. And I always admired that chaplain for having the courage to say that. Does anyone have the right to tell you anything? Now, there are people that don't have the right to tell us anything. They don't know us. Um, you know, it's kind of like they're telling us how to drive the car. They don't know how to drive the car themselves. Um, maybe they're busybodies. Maybe they've never had children and they're trying to tell you how to raise yours. Maybe they raised a bunch of rotten children and they're still trying to tell you how to raise yours. I'm not talking about that. But does anybody, including God, have the right to tell you anything about yourself? See, it doesn't matter what we think about ourselves. It doesn't. What matters is, is what God thinks about us. You know, it doesn't matter what our own opinion of ourselves. On Judgment Day, you're not going to be able to stand before God and say, well, in my opinion, God, I think I was a pretty good person. In my opinion, God, I think I did a lot of good works. Because it doesn't have anything to, I don't know if you're going to get to say anything on that day. That's why, and I know I've done radio shows about this, but that's why these people that run around screaming, don't judge me, don't judge me, don't judge me. I'm running around telling people, judge me, judge me, judge me. I don't want to wait to judgment day to find out I was wrong. Now here again, I mean, if you uh, if, if you don't know me and you just want to be critical or you know, I, I'm not talking about that. One of the beautiful things about the preached Word of God is it is judgment. Like, like for instance, if I did a radio program on why homosexuality or what the Bible says about it, that it's a sin and that it's wrong and God's against it. If I preach that on the radio, which I'm not afraid to and I have, is that you could say, well, don't judge me because I'm a homosexual. No, you know what? You don't want to wait till Judgment Day to find out that, that God was against it, do you? Don't you want to know now? Because now, yeah, certainly you can get mad at me and shut the radio off and yell at me and tell everybody what a bad, hateful person I am. I'm not. I'm not a bad, hateful person. I, I love everybody. If you're a homosexual living in this area in Dickinson, we'd love to have you at our church. Come and visit. 
But if you start saying, don't judge me, don't talk about that, well, I'm not going to avoid the subject because judgment begins at the house of God. You know, um, sometimes as a pastor, you know, and it just it just just happened to me. It just just recently happened to me. But sometimes when I preach and I watch people's faces, now the, most of the people in our church love me and they love the truth. But there are people at all different stages spiritually. And just recently I was preaching and I could tell it wasn't going over good with some people. I could tell that. But you know what? I'm not making this stuff up. I'm taking it right out of the Bible. You know, I didn't come up with these ideas. This isn't like Pastor Bob dreams and lays awake at night thinking of things to make you miserable that I'll preach about. It's not like that. And whether it's uh, cross-dressing or modesty or uh, hair length on men and women that the New Testament talks about, whatever it is, whether I'm talking about evil entertainment, immoral entertainment, Whatever it is I'm talking about, that's all rooted in the Word of God. You know, people say, Pastor Bob, you're rubbing the cat the wrong way. Turn the cat around. It'll feel a lot better. It really will. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I'm not just threatening. I may sing another song. I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over. And over, I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? Now that is how a pastor feels sometimes. That, that song was called The Pastor's Lament. Brother Griffith, is uh, he's in tune with what I'm talking about. Proverbs 14, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end of that way are the ways of death. The um, Brother Roland listening in Morgantown, Kentucky, there's a difference in righteous judgment and in unrighteous judgment. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Sister Brett's listening in Kildare, North Dakota. She said, hoping the COVID alert is lifted so I can come back to church soon. Um, I think, Sister Brett's, you can come back. We've been, we haven't missed a service since this COVID thing. We've been holding our regular services, but we had recently some sick people in our church, but our church has come through that, and I think um, pretty much everybody's okay now. And um, 
And so we had some people that stayed home. Of course, they were sick. Some people got tested for COVID. Some found out they were positive. And many people didn't didn't get tested and just stayed home. But um, I think our church has been exposed to it. And I don't know. We'll see. But I think everybody that probably was going to get it probably did. And I can't say that for sure. Um, the um, Thank you so much for all these texts text today, just everybody texting me. I'm talking about do you know better when it comes to the things of God? And if you don't know better, why don't you know better? Why don't you want to know better? Ecclesiastes 12.14 says, For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Jeremiah 32.19 said, Great in counsel and mighty in work, for thine eyes are open upon all the ways of the sons of men to give every one according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. God sees, he knows what's going on. The reason why man is happy with his own goodness and has, is because the reason people are happy with their own goodness is because they have no sense of the requirements of the law of God. And the more anyone studies that law of God, the more he'll be convinced of the extent of his own depravity. That's why it's so important to preach about sin. Because sinners cannot be brought to conviction about sin unless somebody's preaching about sin. How could you be brought to conviction if you didn't even know what sin was? I'm going to say the great one of the greatest um, scourges or one of the greatest fallacies or, or false doctrines, false teachings in the churches of America is many of them never mention sin. And if they do, it's in such a vague way or even in a way that's not really relevant. Like they might talk about sin like destroying the planet or global warming or something like that. Or there's certainly to talk about sin saying, well, don't judge anybody, Pastor Bob. That's a sin. But you see, how? Like for instance, the Bible says that all drunkards are going to go to hell. So if you drink a six-pack, you're a drunk. If you drink one beer, you're a sixth drunk. The Bible says, be not drunk. Scripture says, I know I sound like a broken record, but I'm going to just keep breaking this record. You know, it says, be sober, because your adversary, the devil, is walking about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That word, be sober, means exactly back then what it means now. Free from intoxicants. Okay, so you're a drunk and you're listening to me tonight. You drink every night. Maybe you just drink on weekends. I'm telling you, it's a sin. You say, well, that's terrible. Nobody's going to want to come to your church. I'm telling you, they're coming. They're coming. They were there. You know, we got the big COVID scare and we had a bunch of people there today. Why are they coming? Because you can't get right with God until you repent of your sins. And you can't repent of your sins if you don't even know what sin is. I learned that from my pastor. You've got to preach sin exceedingly sinful, and it will get people to the place where they'll repent. 
It's so important. And even not just in the person that's a visitor to a Pentecostal church, but to to present it so that it's constantly before the mind of the believers, that we might be kept from, from pride and that we might walk humbly with God. Like David said, who is there that can understand his own errors? Like who can number up the sins of their life? Who can make a, a estimate of the number of the impure and unholy thoughts which through the years have went through your mind? Who can number up the words which have been spoken and should not have been spoken? Who can recall the forgotten sins of life and the sins of childhood, the sins of youth? There's only one being being in this universe that can do that. And he knows all of it. Nothing has escaped his observation. Nothing has faded from his memory. Nothing can prevent his making a full disclosure of all those sins if he wants to. But it's also in his power to cover us with his blood. You know, this, this um, in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, the joints and marrow, is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. The word of God can show you your secret sins. I sang a little uh, off-take of a, of a modern re- Christian song in church today. Maybe I'll sing it for you tonight on the radio. I just made up some words to this song. This song's got to open the eyes of my heart. And it's the way it's written is really pretty, and we sing it in church as a worship song. But tonight I'm going to sing it in just a little different way. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see me. I want to see me. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see me. I want to see me. See me just the way I am Not hiding behind my delusions No matter how bad it hurts I really want to go to heaven I really want to go to heaven Help me to see me Is that how you feel tonight? You want to for God to show you who you really are? Do you really want God to show you His ways? Or do you just want to go through life fooling yourself, trying to fool others? Like 2 Peter 3, 5 says, willingly ignorant. 
You're not going to make a fool out of God. Philip's Bible says, in the book of Galatians, it says, when it talks about you'll reap what you sow, in the Philip's version, it says, a man cannot make a fool out of God. He knows. He truly understands who we are. You're acting like nobody knows it Thinking that you've hidden your sin Telling everybody everything's fine But you're lying about the trouble you're in Cause it's... Mm-hmm, how about the words? Cause I've heard about all you've been doing You know there's people talking all over town Dragging the name of the Savior down to the ground now who do you think you're fooling When you're gonna realize That all of your plans and your scheming Laying right before his eyes Cheating and your dirty dealing Selling your soul for a feeling Who do you think you're fooling with those lies Satan, he's a-watching Laughing at you and the change you'd let him put on your hands. But there's people that you never imagined, my friend, praying that you'll learn how to stand. Cause everything is naked and opened to the God with whom we have to do. So if there's anybody that's blind, got a feeling it's you. Now who do you think you're fooling? You're heading for a big surprise That all of your plans and your scheming Laying right before his eyes You're cheating and you're dirty dealing Selling your soul for a feeling Who do you think you're fooling with those lies? Down inside you fear it You know you're gonna reap what you sow But as long as you're grieving the spirit There ain't no peaceful place you can go It just keeps getting harder and harder The farther you go down the line Why don't you turn it around While you still got the time Who do you think you're fooling When you're going to realize That all of your plans and your scheming Laying right before his eyes You're cheating and you're dirty dealing Selling your soul for a feeling Who do you think you're fooling? Think that the king isn't ruling Who do you think you're fooling With those lies? can't fool God. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. That's a pretty hard-hitting song. So there are people that really don't want to know. And there are people that do know, but they won't do it. Now I'll get to Brother Griffith's scripture. James 4.14, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. You can't hide your head in the sand and pretend you don't know it, but you can't also know it and not do it. 
For instance, the plan of salvation, it's very hard for people when they see it. Many people that have walked with God a certain way for many years, it's very hard for them sometimes. There was a very, very famous preacher that said, somebody asked asked him about Jesus' name, baptism, many years ago. And he said, I know that it's right, but I'd lose my following, he said. See, there are people who know it, but won't do it. And like Jesus said in our text, they don't have any excuse then. And no matter what it is, you know, I'm preaching, I would like to think, to the whole city of Dickinson, North Dakota, and surrounding areas tonight. I don't believe for sure that's true, but I'd like to think that's true. I'd like to think I'm talking to backsliders today. You know what to do, but you won't do it. Like, you know what to do to get right. You know that the TV and the movies and the books that you're reading full of swearing and immorality, you know that they're they're wrong. The worst cuss word out there is when they take the name of the Lord in vain. Where is that song? I should play. Let me play a part of a song here. Old Lance Appleton song. I know you don't intend to cause me pain, but it hurts me every time I hear you curse that name. You might mean nothing by it But I'm asking just the same Jesus means so much to me Please don't talk about my father that way He's the one who saved me He filled me and forgave me When I was just an outlaw on the street He's the one who loves me Listen mister, he's the one who takes care of me When I need help My Jesus is a friend to me I used to be a wanderer I was an orphan Just like you And I knew someone Must have put me here But I had no idea who I was tired of doing All those things That homeless children do Jesus Christ adopted me When you curse his name, you curse me too. He's the one who saved me. Yes, he come in and forgave me. Thank you, Lord. When I was so unworthy and and unclean, he's the one who loves me. He's the one who takes care of me when I need help. Oh, my Jesus. 
Appleton. I wish I had a better recording of that. Don't talk about my father that way. What a um, true song. But here again, um, why would you read a book with that kind of language? Watch a movie. Look at it on your phone or the internet. Pastor Bob, tell it like it is radio show. We've got 15 minutes left tonight. So we've got people who are willingly ignorant. People who are no, but they won't do. And then, of course, the kind that God's looking for are the people that know better and do something about it. John thirteen seventeen, Jesus said, If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. So you're not going to be happy just knowing them. You know, we come to church, we learn the ways of God, and we go home and practice. We put them into practice. You know that when they built Solomon's temple, you couldn't hear the sound of building going on at the temple site. I don't know if you realize that or not. But all the stones and everything was cut off-site and just fit together on-site. How does that apply to us? Well, I believe that we practice the Word of God at home, and when we come together, it just fits together. You know, I, I, I believe that you can't just come to church and get everything you need. You've got to put it into practice. Let me read it again. John thirteen seventeen. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Not if you know these things, happy are ye. It's happy are ye if you do them. If you are a miserable person that's trying to walk with God, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, you're not putting it into practice. In the Revelation twenty two fourteen, it said, Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. It doesn't say, Blessed are they that hear the commandments. You've got to hear them. I know you have to hear them. In John fifteen fourteen, Jesus told his disciples, Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Could I say that you're not his friends if you don't do what he tells you to do? I think I could say that. And I think I'd be it would be true. You see, being willingly ignorant, I covered the first 
two-thirds of the program about it, but right now I'm talking about once you learn, once you know, what are you going to do? Like once you see you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, once you understand that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for all of us, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to just tuck that in your head and save it till later? Well, hopefully you have a later. Hopefully, you know, I, I believe, you know, part of this, what I do on the radio is I like to equip people with the knowledge that they need to be saved. And there's a lot of verses that talk about that. Uh, verses that say things that these scriptures can make you wise unto salvation. You got to know what to do before you do it. And that's a whole nother broadcast. But once you know what to do, you've got to do it. You know, I, I read it earlier in Psalm nineteen eleven. It says, Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. This keeping of what? Keeping of what God tells you to do, the commandments of God. See, God is justified in judgment because either if you don't know any better, if you're just listening to me tonight and never heard how to get right with God, and you say, I didn't know any better. But why didn't you know any better? Why didn't you care to find out? Like, it's kind of like being married. You know, if you're married and you never find out uh, what your wife likes to do, what she enjoys, does she like gifts, does she like to travel, you'd never find out. And then she gets mad at you and say, we never do anything that I'd like to do. And you'd say, well, I don't know what you'd like to do. Well, you've never asked her. You've never cared enough to ask her. Isn't that the way we treat God sometimes? We just call on him when we need him. But we don't find out what he wants us to do. We, um, a lot of people texting me tonight. We've got, oh, hey, check this out. Um, Robin and Sharon are texting me. This that, that is fun. My wife and I went on a cruise, and this <coughs> mom and her daughter from California. We we uh, it's kind of a neat story how we met them, and now occasionally they listen to the radio show. Thank you for listening. And what is she? What scripture did she text me here? Let's see. Mom and I are Amen. Psalm nineteen eleven. You're going to have to give me more than that. You got to give me more than the reference, but. Jesus or Jesus said, Brother Griffiths quoted Jesus in John fourteen fifteen. If you love me, keep my commandments. And uh, we've got uh, we've got the duo, the Johnson and Jones duo listening. Brother Johnson, Brother Jones listening. <coughs> Glad they're listening tonight. We've got Jody listening from Minnesota. Phil and Lisa listening from the remote area of Medora. We had a couples retreat. Um, our state couples retreat was canceled because of the COVID threat. Um, several of our churches in North Dakota were were um, infected with that flu, and so they made a decision to cancel the couples retreat. And so many of our couples were disappointed that we had our own couples retreat out at out in the Badlands. One of my sons has a ranch up in the Badlands, which is a really beautiful place, and we. Um, we had 13 couples show up, and we, we had a really good time. It was really rustic. Some people brought tents. Some people brought campers. But uh, but it was really, uh, you know, kind of primitive camping, just 
cooked around the fire uh, in our grill and and just uh, you know we had a couple sessions on marriage. I had to wear a headlamp on my head so I could see the Bible, but it was it was really fun. You know, um, we're talking tonight about not knowing better or knowing better and not doing anything about it, or knowing better and doing something about it. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. It's so important. It's so important that we, that not only that we take the time to learn what God says, but then, of course, we do what He says. Very, very important. Now, if you want to get a hold of us during the week and you live here in this area, and I'm, I'm broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota, you can um, come to our next service there there's a service in beach at one of our satellite churches the the uh, Jesus Church of Beach right at the Beach Community Center we are working on a new building there and we're in the very final stages of that the um that would have been fun for uh, Rod and and uh Robin to uh come to that Badlands retreat with us you guys would have loved that there, there's somebody's texting me here um Brother Griffith texted me Matthew seven twenty one. Not everyone I just read the verse, three verses after that. But not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom. Yeah, we've got Brother Vallejo listening, and I, you know, they moved here, and he and his three boys and wife, and I pray for them every day. That's what happens sometimes when you go to our church. It's, the pastor prays for you every day. But anyway, I was in the middle of I was I'm reading texts and trying to make announcements. Um, we also have a church uh, that Tuesday night at this time in Beach. It's only Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center. Wednesday night in Dickinson, seven thirty, five hundred one Elks Drive. That's the church I pastor. And Lord willing, I think I'm speaking on Wednesday. Then um, Thursdays or Wednesdays also we have a church in Beulah that Michael Woods pastors. And I don't know if there li- anybody from up there is listening tonight, but they have a church service Wednesday night. And that's called the Truth Community Church, and that's Wednesdays and Sunday mornings. And then in Bowman, we have the uh, Cornerstone Apostolic Church right on 18 North Main, and they have service Thursday nights at 7.30 and Sunday mornings at 10.30. So that's how you can can, uh, be part of apostolic churches. Now, these are churches, if you are interested in receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, if you're interested in being baptized in water in the name of Jesus, like the Bible says, we do that. That's that's what we do. We we uh, uh, and that's what the Scripture teaches. When Jesus said, "You must be born again, born of the water and of the Spirit," He's talking about water baptism, spirit baptism. So, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to just go on floundering, or are you going to? Make up your mind that I want to do what's right, no matter what it costs. Kind of program's winding up a little bit here. Um, 
probably play this song and pray for you guys and then play a different bumper song at the end. But. People, you think you got a lot of time, but you don't. You really don't. You don't have, we just, none of us have a lot of time. Give me more darkness, said the blind man. Give me more folly, said the fool. Give me stone silence, said the deaf man. I did not believe Sunday school. Take it away, said the hungry man. Although I am starving, I'll get by. Take it away, said the thirsty man. I'll find a drink before I die. I've got plenty of time to think of heaven, but right now there's too much on my mind. In just one more day, I'm gonna live this way. To me, tomorrow is fine. Leave me alone, said the lonely man. Don't want to let go of this feeling Leave me to roam, said the wanderer It's only my life that I'm stealing I've got plenty of time to think of heaven But right now there's too much on my mind And just one more day I'm gonna live this way To me, tomorrow is fine I've got plenty of time to think of heaven. You think you do. Right now there's too much on my mind. In just one more day, I'm going to live this way. To me, tomorrow is fine. Give me more darkness, said the blind man. Give me more folly, said the fool. Give me stone silence, said the deaf man. I did not believe Sunday school I did not believe Sunday school And Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this radio show, God, I just pray that you would help people that are in that position, God, where either they don't know because they don't care, they do know and they won't do what you say. God, I just pray that you help them to see the urgency of getting their business right with you. I pray for them, Lord. Of course, I have no idea who I'm praying for tonight. But I pray as they're listening, God, that you're talking to them and that your word is going forth, God, and that you're showing them that no one is has a valid excuse for not either either finding out what is true or acting upon what we know is true. I just pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to me. I'm going to read the rest of my texts. This song is talking about Eve was the first. Listen carefully to the words of this song as we close this program tonight. God bless, Lord willing, next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time. We'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show.
was the first, but she wasn't the last. And if I were honest with myself, had I been standing at that tree, my mouth and my hands would be covered with fruit, things I shouldn't know and things I shouldn't see. Remind me of this with every decision. Generations will reap what I sow. Confess on a curse or a blessing to those I will never know. She taught me to fear the serpent, learning to fear myself, and all of the things I am capable of in my search for. always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.